You are now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC. So if occasional foul language turns you off, then you have all been warned. This is the call before the storm. That's the law. You have to. If you kill the bear... <laughs> You have to fuck its mate. Even if you killed the female, you have to you have to gay bear sex <laughs> with the male. Get ready for the social hour. Live from Deece World Studios in San Antonio, Texas. This is the social hour. On today's show, comedian Tammy Bernal. And now your host. He's glad it's Pride Month because now all the corporations that use slave labor can pretend like they care about civil rights for 30 days. Dees Casillas. Malav Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is The Social Hour. I am Dees. What's up, guys? Two weeks in a row we made it. That's a record in the last couple of weeks, I know, I know, I'm not, uh, not the weekly thing has been tough, but we're getting there, getting back to it. I say this every week, but here we are. Anyway, guys, we got a good show lined up. Uh, I've got uh, guest comedian Cam- Tammy Bernal is uh, going to be hanging out in just a second. Uh, before we get to that, um, guys, I've got some great stuff coming up, some fun shows. Uh, if you're listening to this today, it comes out tomorrow night, Thursday the 8th. I will be in Buda, Texas. Uh, at Willie's Joint with our guest tonight, Tammy. Uh, we'll be slinging some jokes, so come check that out. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, also, um, some uh, lots of stuff coming up. Just go, how about this? Go to the calendar, see what's going on. Um, El Paso, Texas on the 24th, that was just added. I need people to go out and check that out. Uh, we're adding that to the calendar. It's kind of a last minute thing, but we're gonna make it work and I hope to see you guys there. Uh, other than that, guys, let's just get into it with our guest. Please welcome uh, the very funny Tammy Bernal. Cause we're missing all the good stuff. We talked about people missed out on all our riveting conversations so far. Yeah. Do you edit it or you just go with whatever Not, happens? Uh, yeah, I just, unless a guest asks me to edit it, which has only happened one time, somebody got a little too drunk um, and said some stuff they shouldn't have said. Uh, but otherwise, no, uh, I don't edit for shit. I don't put a lot of effort into much, Tammy. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, it's just like, I'm going to edit this shit. Come on, let's just go. That's a lot of work. Let's just put it. If anyone, this is the, the, the most ironic part about this is that if anyone should want this show to be edited at times, I should. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back, uh, and not so much in the yeah, last year or two when I've been doing one-on-ones, but back when the show was a little more chaotic and we had guests and producer and news anchor, like I was telling you, I was a wild boy. I said some shit that we were talking, we were just talking about off air about me running for mayor in Spokane. All someone had to do, I always said, I'm like, go to any episode of my podcast, go to any timestamp, just pick a, and I'll be saying something that would definitely bar me from any fucking political <laughs> office, from being able to be near a school zone, from like, you know, a hundred percent, a million things people would be like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. the good thing, though, about having a podcast that not very many people listen to. You can yeah. still get away with it. Well, you might get impeached. I don't know if they call that yeah. for mayors, but. Uh. <laughs> 
Well, it's also the good thing about not giving a fuck what people think. Um, I, I, yeah, I really, I've definitely ruffled feathers in the past. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm not trying, I don't want to be mean. I'm not trying to be a dick to you, but like, I don't want to piss people off. But if you don't agree with me, I'm like, ah, you know, it's a comedy show. We say wild shit in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, my, my former news anchor was one of my best friends. She was a comic. She used to open for me all the time. And she like, <laughs> she, she, you know, she's my best friend outside of comedy. And she, I said something on the show one time that I, and I just go, uh, oh my God. I go, that might be the worst thing that's ever come out of my mouth. And without missing a beat, she goes, no, <laughs> not even close. She goes, not even top 10. I'm like, not even top 10. She goes, no, you have said some terrible stuff on this show. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I need to read the purge the internet of this show one day. So, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. This is the show. I'm here with comedian Tammy Bernal. Uh, a uh, great, I want to say, I don't even want to say local comic. I hate saying that when I say that about people because it feels so uh, reductive. Because you're not just a local comic. You've performed uh, in lots of places. But you're a comic that lives locally. That is true, and yes. And does stuff everywhere. I'm, I'm not offended by that. Yeah, okay. I know. I just feel like it's. it seems so... You know, it always seems reductive. Like, yeah, you've just, you know, stick to your zip code. Uh, <laughs> like, never been anywhere else to do comedy. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the show. By the Thank way, there's you. no FCC. I'm sure you got that. You can do or say whatever you want. You probably figured that out by this conversation to me. And I already did. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, about that 14 year old boy inside you. There you go. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on. This is uh, this is this is gonna be fun. Um, so let's uh, let's talk to Tammy. What's going on? Where are you, Tammy? You're from California originally, right? Uh, well, technically, I was born in Illinois. Oh, you're. But old. then I moved to California when I was around seven or eight, and I spent most of my life in California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we found that out talking one day that you were from we did. a similar area to where I grew up. Well, I well, you grew up in Anaheim, right? Yeah, Orange County area. Orange County area, right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was actually born in Anaheim, but uh, grew up in Long Beach, so. Yes, I worked in Anaheim for 15 years. Okay, Disneyland? Yeah. I did work at Disneyland for two years did in you? college. Oh yes, God. I did. And then, but when I was a teacher, I worked in the city of Anaheim. What did, what did you uh, do? What did you do at Disneyland? I worked primarily in merchandise okay. at the old Star Trader. Do you remember that store? It was oh. where the Tomorrowland, um, it was in Tomorrowland. It was where the Star Tours ride exited into, like all the Star Wars nerd stuff. Yeah, you know, we we didn't have Disneyland money uh, growing. I mean, I've been there, but it was one time mm-hmm. my aunt and uncle took me there when I was real young. I had never been there before I worked there either. Yeah. So, uh, well, that was one thing that was kind of fun when I first started working there because I had never been. I didn't know where anything was. So people thought, the guests, as they're called, thought I was like so polite because I'd get the map out and they'd be like, oh, where is something? And I'm like, oh, let me show you. Yeah. But it was just because I didn't know. <laughs> I have no fucking idea where this so thing is. So then they thought I was like the star employee, right? <laughs> yeah. Or cast member, as they call it. Um, that, sound, that sounds really uh, creepy when they call you cast members. Oh, yeah. There's a lingo for everything. Yeah, I imagine. The, uh, where, where do you come down on um, adults who rock a lot of Disney paraphernalia 
I, I'm a real to each their own person. Okay. Like if that brings joy okay. to your world, go ahead. Am I one of those people? No, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I, I'm, you know, as a fan of some nerd stuff, I get it, but it's like, there's a certain point where like, maybe, you know, it's Easter Sunday, you know, maybe the, maybe, <laughs> maybe put on at least your collared Minnie Mouse shirt, uh, for, for this event, yeah. you know? Yeah. The one thing I don't get is how everybody calls it Disney now. Mm. You know, back in the day, there was Disneyland and yeah. Disney World. Right. But then somehow everyone just calls everything Disney. Yeah, it's just all Disney. It's the way, it's well, Disney, Disney does own. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it, I think it, pretty much everything in the world Disney owns now. They own, uh, you know, they own ESPN, they own Marvel, they own ABC, they own Star Wars. Mm -hmm. They do own it all. They did is all. We are we are Disney. We are one. We are many. We are Disney. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> is what happened. We've all assimilated into Disney. Yes. Yes. What? But it was a good job, and at the time, it paid you know practically double what like the average retail job did. Oh yeah. So in that way, it was good. It was good. What? Uh, so is there like a? Is there actually a secret? Uh, some secret like layer dungeon prison thing underneath Disney? Did you ever find out? There are tunnels. Yeah. That kind of like get you from one place to the other. I never like actually went into one, but I know they exist. Oh man, that's so creepy. I feel like yeah. Walt Disney's frozen head is still down there somewhere for sure. <laughs> There's no way. Still just hating Jews, just mad about Jews with his frozen head. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> could be his whole body. He could be one of those. That's true. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that's called, where you get your whole body frozen, waiting yeah. for yeah, cryo technology to catch something. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where are we at on the... I mean, I feel like we're getting close to that type of stuff, though. I feel like that's... Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to get there, but I think, not that I have kids, but if I did have kids, I think they would be maybe see it. But me, um, I don't I don't know. I got maybe 20 good years left in me, then I'm, I'm out of here anyway. <laughs> but that's, uh, but you know, like, I feel like we're close, right? Mm-hmm. I don't doubt it. Yeah, you hear these creepy things about, um, yeah, and it, you know, nothing you can trust everything on the internet. But I always hear these things about they've got they. I was and this was like well, this was like legitimate scientists on a podcast I was listening to talking about how they they've already really figured out how to download consciousnesses onto like hard drives, basically. Uh -huh. You know, so I mean, how long until you just kind of like, and then you're in this little this little body over here, and off you go. You know, uh -huh. I mean that's. I recently listened to a book called, I think it was called The Perfect Wife. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being about that. It kind of had a science fiction vibe where somebody was able to like kind of create a robot with emotions. Yeah, yeah. So then the scientist man created the, the wife, right? His wife, because she had left him. So he created a new version of her to try to help him find her. <laughs> but then the end, it was a real plot twist because he, the somebody ended up making a version of him like a robot version of him of yeah. the doctor and then the robot version of him killed the real one. Oh jesus so then the two robot people lived happily ever after <laughs> <laughs> like that the uh the moral, awesome. the moral of the story is that like you'll never be happy but a fake version of you somewhere is exactly you know, that's exactly <laughs> the uh yeah that shit scares the hell out of me i think there's i think we're way closer to that type of thing than we you know but then we realize because there's uh 
I mean, I this is this is something that came up on the podcast like five years ago. I keep meaning to look it back up because it's I know it's out there and only gotten better. But there was like this robot doll sex brothel in Canada, right? Mm. And we we looked up the I'd have to go back and find the episode. We looked up the website on on during the show, and they actually like have pictures of these sex dolls with like a description of their traits. You know, like, oh, this one's <laughs> precarious and likes this, you know, the show Wire or, you know, or whatever. You're like, you're like what? You know, and some of they, they they have personalities that you can actually program them with. I'm like, this is we're we're going to fuck ourselves out of existence. I'm surprised that a television show preference is like a big priority if you're going to one of those establishments. Yeah, you have to know what they. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you know, I know we uh, we need some small talk. Is that, is that top of mind? Is that yeah. like your number one quality you're looking for? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like you you you're what you have something you want to uh uh you're about to bang something that was made by slave laborers in you know the <laughs> Philippines. You're can you're concerned about what its favorite flavor of ice cream is? <laughs> like you know. Um, yeah, we're, it's, we're very odd creatures, aren't we, humans? Where we need to, we still need to be like. I think it's part. It's. I think it's for people to be like. Oh, they're kind of real, you know. They have some feelings. Like they've got uh-huh. some. They've got. They make it more human, and so it's less less weird than it fucking is. Because it's pretty <laughs> weird. That's. I mean. That's. I gotta. I mean. I, could I, be. Yeah. They probably. They probably spend more time trying to get to know that robot person than a real person. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you see people on like a first date and interactions, right? How limited they are and how little people really care. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to make it up for it in the robot world. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, once that, but imagine those people are so bad at it. Oh, at, yeah. Dating in the, in the real world. If they can just buy that robot one, that actually will give them some companionship. What do we, mm-hmm. yeah. Listen, <laughs> we're, we're pretty screwed. I think that I think it's game over then for the uh, uh, for the human race. They'll just start growing us in you know test tubes and those little fake like, <laughs> exterior wombs and just you know uh, we're out. We're in the we're on the verge of a weird, crazy time. I think. I think so too. Here's a fun tip for you: if you're ever on a date yeah. and you don't really care about the other person, but you want to be polite, yeah. Whenever they ask you something, then you just say, what about you? Yeah. Right? Because then you don't have to muster up a question. Yeah, sure. You just so throw it everything out. they say, and you're like, what about you? Yeah. What about you? <laughs> like, I don't have anything to say that's fun, actually. The, uh, uh, my God, the, that, this, uh, that actually reminds me of one time. This is, I've, this is the only date I ever walked out on. I was, uh, this was years ago, and I'm, I, started talking to, I met this girl for dinner and we had like, yeah, it's like, you, like you said, a conversation. Like I say something, you talk about that too and respond. Then I respond back and we say something. So I would be like, so what, what do you do? And she's like, oh, you know, just kind of hang out. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you like to do? Do you watch TV when you hang out? Yeah. 
yeah, I watch watch some TV, and it was just like that for 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 I'm like like pulling teeth. So yeah, yeah, that's rough. Uh, eventually, I'm like, do you well, do you like? I'm like, ah, fucking any. Do you like movies? And she's like, oh, <laughs> I love movies. And I'm like, oh, great, I love movies. Like, let's talk about movies. Great, something we both like. And uh-huh. I go, so I ask her, what's your favorite movie? And she thought about it, and then she goes, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> And I thought she was joking at first, Tammy. I'm like, Freddy vs. Jason. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no. I'm like, we all like guilty. We all have a guilty pleasure movie. You know, like I like a shitty movie, but like, what's your favorite? And she's like, no, that's really my favorite movie. I'm like, Freddy vs. Jason. I'm like, that's that's the worst version of both those things. Like that's like being French Canadian, you know. <laughs> so I had like literally I got up and I just put money down on the table and I'm like, yeah, I got to go. This is I can't I can't. You, you, did, the right, you, did, you did the right thing. Yeah. Sometimes you, did the right thing. sometimes you just got to like you got to go. The oddest thing that happened to me recently. So I kind of ended up going out to dinner with this guy and um, I immediately wasn't feeling it. But, you know, you'll be polite. You'll eat the meal. Yeah. So, you know, when you start doing the fake tired move. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like kind of yawning, hand on the mouth, all of it, right? And he wasn't really picking up on that. So I just had to be like, yeah, I'm getting real tired. And I blame the fact that I'd gone on a hike earlier in the day. Yeah. Oh, I went on this hike. I'm just so tired. So finally, we, you know, try to get the bill. And of course, it takes forever in those circumstances. So then he was like, um, do you want a nap, buddy? <laughs> and I was like, ew. <laughs> Like yeah. somehow that just sounded so creepy and gross, Ugh. and I was like, "No, no, I don't." Yeah, what and do then you we mean? have to wait forever, and then finally the bill comes, and you know we take care of it. And then he's like, "Are you sure you don't want a nap, buddy?" Like he said it again. Oh my god, it was like so gross. Yeah, you're like, yeah, no, actually, I changed my mind. I would like a nap, buddy. <laughs> you really talked me into it with your, you know, fucking romance over here, yeah, Romeo. <laughs> Somehow that was just creepier to me than something somebody else could say. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that seems like not the, picking up on it. That, yeah. I mean, I I can I appreciate his candor, uh, mm-hmm. but that is the that has got to be the creepiest way you can try <laughs> to initiate that. Like, you want a nap, buddy? Like, and then it, then he like tried to walk me to my car, right? And I was like, oh, no, no, okay, I'm fine, yeah. I can do it. And he's like, well, can I give you a kiss on the cheek? And I was like, no. God, God, this guy's really military. How sad, you know. He did. He he tried. I'll give him credit for that. Oh, that is one good thing about dating, though, is you can really pull the like, I don't blank on a first date if you're not feeling it. Yeah, and it's kind of like a reasonable excuse without totally hurting someone's feelings. Yeah, whether or not it's true, you know, to be determined. I I, (laughs) (laughs) it depends on the date. Yeah, I, I used to always do that too. I had this thing where I'm like, listen, I do not pay on the first date. I just don't. I'm call me a gentleman. I do not pay. Uh, the, uh, you know, get some I'm old fashioned that way. Old fashioned that way. So, uh, oh, the yeah, yeah. It's uh, I can imagine it's got to be a nightmare out there right now. Especially oh, yeah. what I'm always I'm always curious to like my uh, my comedy friends that are women. I always have to like again my my best friend Sophie. I used to always ask when she I'm like you got it, you know. It's got to be so tough being a comedian and dating, like mm-hmm. a, a, as a woman. Like it's got to be even tougher that way, just because, you know, the guy wants to be the funny one, or you know, it's hard enough yeah. in real life. Like in real, 100% just, true. <laughs> just you know, it, comedy is the only job where like 
someone else tells you they should also have your job where you uh-huh. know like i've never i've never been getting my teeth cleaned and so i'm like oh you're a dental hygienist yeah i'm the dental hygienist and i'll be like oh you know my friends tell me I'm pretty good at cleaning teeth too, actually. You know, it's like, it's, it's the, it's the, comedy is the only job where everyone's like, yeah, everyone says I should be a comedian. I'm like, well, fucking hit a mic. Let's go. Mm-hmm, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. I actually read this article that talked about how what men find most attractive is when women find them funny. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or nowhere on the list is like a man finding a woman funny, like appealing right. characteristic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think, and I hate to use the word intimidated, but I think a lot of men are. Sure, yeah. Because they want to be the center of attention or they want to be whatever. And then if you're the one on stage getting laughs that they're like, oh, I don't know if it's I like tough. that. Like they say, they say they like it until they see it. And then they're like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's like a weird, because I thought about it and talked about it a lot. I think it's a weird, like almost deep rooted thing in our DNA. Because like men innately want women uh Mm -hmm. women have the the luxury of uh being able to be more selective you know like some Mm -hmm. men are sometimes like we're taking what we can get where women are like i get to choose um so like (laughs) we're you know we need comedy as a mechanism to woo whereas like Mm -hmm. uh you know in a sense like so when a when a woman is funny we're like you don't need that shit like you're doing <laughs> you're doing fine without it you know like the, the like from a genetic standpoint you know like it's not mm-hmm. a mechanism so it's like a weird dynamic i have to imagine yeah now i will say though funny is like very important to me okay like i have to have someone funny but i also don't want a comic oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Comics and comics is a bad, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. not, I know it works for some people, but I'm, that's just like a no thanks for me. Um, but it, it's so, so hard to find somebody funny. Yeah. Like it really, really, like I think that's like the hardest thing to find. Well, yeah, especially when you, I mean, like when you hang out with, all you do is hang out with professional comedians. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, I'm, you know, like when, <laughs> you know, when you're a significant other's like, why aren't you, why are you hanging out? Why aren't you just coming home? I'm like, all my friends are the funniest people alive. <laughs> what, do you want, what do you want me to do? Yeah. That reminds me actually, like when I first was doing comedy and dating, I never even told people, like I would never like lead with the fact that I do comedy at all. Yeah. Um, but recently I kind of started just acknowledging that right away because it's like comedy is the most important thing to me. Right. And it usually takes place on a weekend. So it's like, I am going to want to do a show over going on a date with you. Yeah. And I know that's kind of a lot to expect someone to go along with. So I feel like you just kind of have to lead with that. Yeah, you definitely have <laughs> or to. Or like, if a good opportunity comes up, I'm going to put a pause on, you know, us going over to the Applebee's, right? Like- yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got to make 50 bucks tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's, I only get so many opportunities to indulge my narcissism. And when I do, right. I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah, it is a tough. It's it is a tough. Uh, it's a tough gig to do and have any type of life. I mean, especially when you're not, uh, you know, like a super famous Netflix comedian or something. You know, because it's a grind. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a constant grind. It is, yeah. And then I totally keep my personal life separate from my comedy life. So then, if I am dating someone, 
then they'll be like, can I come to your show? And I was like, no, yeah. no, <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Cause well, I mean, also it's such a weird thing. Cause you know, there's so many like, I, I call them like the intangibles around comedy that you have to do, you know, like hang out before, hang out after, talk to the other comics, talk to the uh-huh. audience, you know, make sure if you're producing a show, make sure the owners are happy, you know, all these things. And it's like, it's very difficult when there's friends or significant uh-huh. others there also, you know, because you, whether you realize or not, you're worried about them or you want to make sure they're doing good, but you're like, I can't, I need to just work, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Or especially before I go up, because you kind of have to, like, stay in the zone. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to have, like, this big conversation with someone while I'm worried about my turn, you know? Yeah. Well, but then, you- plus, if you're being halfway polite, you shouldn't be talking during a comedy show anyway. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Very- <laughs> so you'll all have that where friends will come, and they'll be all excited to see me, and they're trying to chat, and I have to be like, stop talking. You know, we need to pay attention to whoever's right. turn it is. Yeah, and that's the worst thing when the person who's being rude in the audience you brought Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, my God, I should have never do a show again. Because like, everyone's like, what the, why you bring this person, Tam? You're like, I didn't, I mean, I know them. I didn't, they didn't drive with me, but they came uh-huh. to see me. Oh, God, yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody wants that. Oh, God, no. No, it's, well, it's, it's, you know, again, comedy is like, uh, like it's the only job where people also, tell you that they could do your job it's the only job where you would bring people with you really like you know again if uh-huh. you were like you know uh n- you know no one's like a, a maintenance guy at a chemical plant and it's like yeah all my friends just come hang out with me when i do this you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, for sure uh, <laughs> it doesn't exactly work that way um or where uh, they tell you how to do your job too Right. The classic, you know, uh, tell me a joke or oh you should God. do this or have you thought about that, you know, there's, that I think is the worst there's, that nobody would do in anybody else's profession. Like, you, you know, you talked about the dental hygienist, yeah, yeah. like you're not going to start telling her how to clean your teeth, right? Right. Like, have you thought about <laughs> scraping down instead of up? You know, I like, uh, you know, uh-huh. maybe counterclockwise motion with the with the brush next time. <laughs> the, exactly. There is exactly. a. There's this guy who uh, I, I'm not going to say specifically just in case he happens to listen because he seems like someone who is a would be a fan. Uh, but he does. He frequents a, a show that uh-huh. uh, you and I have done together and you have done without me uh also <laughs> uh, one very close to you um and he's been there every time so far so i don't know if he was there at the time i wasn't there but yeah I, you may recognize him he and he after one of the shows he's like hey man do you think uh um you think you'd ever want to come over and um <laughs> You know, you do like a private show for my friends and I, and then we'll like give you feedback and like kind of like, uh, oh, wow. you know, with you know, help you with your timing and stuff. And I'm like, no, <laughs> fucking none of that, not a hundred percent no. Like, I've been doing comedy for 15 years, I don't need to stand in your living room in front of five people who have never done comedy <laughs> who think they know how to pick apart a set, and also like. You're the same guy that came up and told me a street joke and then said, you can use that. Like, 
I don't need you. Oh my God, that's the best thing ever. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh God. And you gotta be, you have to try to be nice because they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're people yeah. who've come to the show. You gotta like, okay, you know, I mean, when I, like I, I quit drinking about four years ago. And when I first stopped drinking, uh, I had a, my tolerance of like talking to people after shows was uh -huh. very low. Uh -huh. and, and it would just be like people would come up and they'd be like, hey, can I tell you a joke? I'm like, OK, well, count down to racism. Bring it on. What do you got? Like, <laughs> OK. And then they'd say it. I'd be like, let me guess. I can use that. Like I would get pretty fucking rude at times because I'm just like, what what do you think happens that we do you, like the jokes we're telling? You've never heard them before. Uh -huh. So what makes you think we need jokes that everyone like that's a meme? You yes, just told yes. me you just read me a meme. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a tear. It's, it's so uh, like people, uh, I mean, I know they're trying to be nice, but people just don't understand sometimes. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. How do you deal with that when you've got a, when people want to give you advice and tell you. Normally if someone just sort of tries to give, Thankfully, I haven't had too many try to give me unsolicited advice. Yeah. They more will say like, um, oh, tell me a joke. I get that one more often yeah. than anything. Um, and then you do the whole, oh, come to my show. Yeah. And you're like, but don't really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know. <laughs> but, but not you. Not really. Um, then I think that's so funny when you say that. You know, it's like I didn't invent that return. It's right. Just... Yeah, it's <laughs> the standard. It comes with the notebook, the comedy notebook you get when you sign up for open mic. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I always tell them buy a ticket. Um, yeah. 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 There you go. Buy a ticket. You can hear them all. It turns out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy, but I love it. Yeah. How? You know what's weird about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I. Um, I think when I, because I always loved comedy, like mm -hmm. as a fan, you know, I always loved comedy and watched it. But like, I never knew how many people did comedy until I started. Oh, okay. You know, like when you go to your first open mic and there's like 25, 30 people there, and then you go to another open mic and there's another 30 different people there, and then yeah. you go to another one and you're like, how many people in this city are trying to do comedy? Yeah. And then, you know, the more you do it and the longer you do it, the more people you see kind of rolling in and rolling out. Yeah. Where it's like insane when you multiply that like nationwide, how oh, many yeah. people are out there trying to do comedy? <laughs> yeah, like I have no idea that there are that many people. Yeah, that's true. I guess I never thought of that because I, I mean, I always look at it the inverse where I think about how small of a community it is, where it's like every comedian is probably like three people removed from mm -hmm. every other comedian in the world. But also, I guess I'm I'm probably maybe looking at it. Uh, from an angle of like people who aren't just floating around open mics occasionally, like people who are doing yes. things, you know. Uh, but but from your angle, yeah, I mean, God, I mean, there's a hundred open mics in every shitty town out there, and there's people who are, you know, there's enough delusional people out there. Myself, yes. myself included. Uh, <laughs> that think that, that's my favorite word when it comes to comedians. Oh, it's delusional. Yeah. I've, I feel like if you're not, you have to be like, it's a weird mix of, you have to be the perfect mix of delusional and self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. To, to really have any, any modicum of success. I really wish I had 
like 10% of the self-esteem of the average. I just got on stage for the very oh. first time and my one friend laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I changed my profile picture person. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, like that level of confidence, like if I could purchase that, I would pay top yeah, dollar. Yeah, you'd be crushed, you'd be fucking crushing. Think of all the, what you'd be doing right now, taking over the I, game. I just, I'm just not like that in my heart of hearts. I just yeah. can't muster up that kind of confidence. So it like amazes me when I see that. <laughs> oh my God, it's so prevalent though. I mean, I, you know, the, the club I worked at in Spokane for a long time, um, it, we, you know, there'd people, there's people who had, I had girls who I'm friends of mine who used to <laughs> text me pictures of people cause they'd be on Tinder and they'd be like, Hey, this guy says he's a comedian. Do you know this guy? <laughs> and, oh yeah. And his profile picture is a picture of him on stage with, you know, the Spokane comedy club logo behind him. Yes. And I'm like, never seen that fucking guy in my life. He's probably done one open mic, you know? And it's mm -hmm. just like, but you know, that's their slimy weird in. Uh, and it's just so, yeah, I mean, the, uh, I, but it, that's the it's weird thing. It's like, when do you, what do you, what qualifies someone? When is someone, you uh -huh. know, a comedian, you know? It's like, you go on yeah. stage once, I guess you are. Uh, I don't know if it means you're good at it. But I actually didn't use that word for a long time because I felt like, I don't know, like an imposter or yeah. something. Or to me, like a comic was like this famous, you know, awesome yeah. person. So like using that word felt like such a big deal to me. So I'd always be like, I do comedy. I do comedy. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, are you a comedian? Or like when somebody would introduce me as a comedian, I'd be like, you're talking about me. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I finally got over it. And I say it now, but. Yeah, it took me a while. But it to, like took me a while to like feel comfortable using that word. Yeah, I get that. It took me a while too. It's a weird thing where you know, uh, but again, I think that's that's that good like mix of being self aware. Because I mean, there's there's definitely people I've seen after open mics that go up and they're like, you know, <coughs> eight months in and they're like, oh, I crushed that set. I'm like, dude, I fucking it's an open mic. And I'm like, you didn't a you didn't crush it. B like, dude, you fucking like it's an open mic. It's like I, I'm 15 years in, and I still am. Most shows, I'm like, ah, was that? Should I quit? You know, it's like that's <laughs> it's, uh, like this is it's been doing this for a living for a long time. And it's still uh, that that yes. little. And I think you, you know, I think the the people who are really like you, you got to always kind of have that. Yeah. I think for me, like, I always pay attention to the audience. Mm -hmm. Like, that that's the barometer mm. that I use. Like, was, did somebody do well? Were they yeah. funny that night on stage? Is like, did the audience laugh? Yeah, yeah. Because it's amazing how often, like, you'll be there, right? You will have seen it. You heard the one friend laugh. Yeah. And then they put on Facebook the next day, oh, I murder killed Slade it, right? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, were we at the same show? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you think, or like the one friend laughs loudly and then they like it sounds like more people or something but it's yeah. still one person like got it nailed it that's my closer yeah. uh <laughs> and again i don't know maybe i just like i don't have the self-esteem for that like i have even when i do well and it like you know you get a good reaction i feel like it went well like i i just i can't be like i murdered i killed like yeah. i have never said that about myself like i just i can't those words I'm not there yet. <laughs> no, I don't, you know, I don't think, I mean, the, I, I mean, I've done, I don't know how many shows. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows over the years. And like, 
there's one show specifically where I feel like the room was on fire. And like beyond that, I'm like, they all could have been better. Like that's kind of my like there uh, that's that's my take on it always, you know. Uh-huh. I, you know, it's like I can be like, oh, that was good, like you know, but it's always like, oh, this part didn't hit, or why didn't I? Those I'm thinking about those things, you know, not uh-huh. the good parts, and that's probably uh, a weird like self-esteem thing that explains a lot why people get into comedy in the first place or something. <laughs> you know, like fucking, something's wrong with us, uh, but. I know it's funny. Yeah, I, I always care. Like for me, I like care that the audience has a good time. Like that's yeah. important to me because I feel like it's a big deal for most people to like muster up the energy to leave their house oh, and go for pay sure. for a ticket and get the child care and all that. So it's like I, I, as long as I feel like the audience had a good time, then I feel good about it. Yeah. But then when I have fun and I feel like it went well, then I, then I, you know, extra bonus. really feel good about it. Yeah. But number one is like, did the audience have fun? You've never had a time where you just wanted to burn a room down where you're like, it's because there's times when I'm like, it might not be you guys. It's me. Like I could, I could, I could be the problem here or there's a, who knows, but there's time, there's a couple times where I'm like, this is you guys. And I'm like, and, and <laughs> then, then I just am like, well, I'm going to fucking burn this room down and just, I'm just going to lean into the worst things I can say to make this yeah. as uncomfortable as possible. Never. I, I'm definitely not one to blame the audience, but I can also recognize that audiences are different. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes they'll just be more quiet or more mellow, mm-hmm. you know, and they just kind of nod or smile or chuckle where other ones, and you know, especially when you're telling the exact same jokes Yeah. in one room, they kind of smile and nod at you. And then the next room they're like applauding and, you know, loving you. Um, but yeah, but even then it's kind of like, well, you know, maybe they're, you know, just having a mellow night. Yeah. I've really only ever had one show ever that was not fun. Really? Where was it? Um, I won't say the name of okay. it. But it was basically there ended up being this super drunk lady. And like she would not stop. And like everything. And at first, you know, when they think they're being helpful. Yeah. And I'm very comfortable with crowd interaction. Like I love it. Like I love bantering with the crowd. So that part doesn't bother me. But just like every single thing I said, she like agreed with me or made some comment where again, she was trying to be nice and helpful, but it wasn't. So then I very, you know, I did like all the things you do to try to get someone to stop. It was like not working. I like pleaded with the husband to get her to stop. He just was hands in the air like he couldn't stop her. And it was like the longest 10 minutes of my life, (laughs) right? Because she would not. And I I was eventually like, okay, I'm just going to call this, like take care. And I walked off the stage and I was like, that was not fun at all. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I was kind of mad at myself because I let her get to me. Yeah. And I like kind of let her win. And the fact that I like let her kind of ruin my night essentially. But then afterwards, I'm also like, well, that's the only time that's ever happened to you. That's not that bad. It's probably good. Yeah. That's a good. Because normally I feel pretty good about, I mean, I definitely have nights where I feel like, oh, that was really, really fun. But I normally at least feel like it went well. Yeah. You know, like that, you know, you got the laughs where you're supposed to. Maybe, you know, they're louder the next time than they were that night. But but that was really the only time that I was like, that was miserable. Yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> it's work, you know. I You know, sometimes, I say it all the time, sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's a job. Uh, yeah. And that is that, that work time. Yeah, I had this, did this gig in New Mexico a couple of weeks ago. And there was this lady right up front. And she was very nice. And she was having... A very good time. She was very la- she's laughing at everything, but she kept 
like you said, commenting about everything and like mm-hmm. talking to the people around her and then being like, oh yeah, and, the, and then they were getting distracted and then they're losing the setup for the next joke, then they're behind a joke. And uh-huh. so I'm losing this little chunk of the audience because she keeps talking to them. And when they can hear me, they're having a good time. So I'm like trying to, I'm trying to like just power through. And then eventually I'm just like, I'm just like, all right, like, like I'm like, please, I can hear you. And I'm like, this isn't TV, you know, like you, right. can't, you can't just, you gotta. Uh, and I asked her a couple more times and a couple more times. And then cause I was doing it in an hour. And then finally I, <laughs> and I'm like, lady, like, please. I need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, please, please. Like, the people around you are looking at you exasperated because they can't hear anymore. I'm like, I you, uh-huh. everything. And I'm like, I know you're being so nice. And, like, you're being supportive. Everything that comes out of your mouth is supportive. Please, just stop. Just just put your mouth on your drink and don't stop drinking for the next 10 minutes. I'm almost done. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's when it really bothers me, just uh, in general, when it starts ruining the show for other people. Yeah. Cause like, that's not fair. Those people did not pay to come listen to some drunk lady in the front row, right. you know, heckle the comic the whole time. Yeah. And it's, well, it's hard. Cause like, yeah, she's not like aggressively, you know, nefariously like in this bad heckling. She's was being supportive and nice. So like was really trying to like be patient, but eventually it was a, uh, okay, we gotta, this is, I can't, I can't power through this anymore. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was the same lady. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> she's so, terrorizing. She's just going quietly show to terrorizing show, people, finding one, every San one show at a time. <laughs> yeah, every San Antonio comedian wherever they are. Um, so, she has a little map, puts pins in it after yeah, each place she visits. <laughs> strings attached to everything, like some FBI flowchart. Cardboard. Uh, exactly. um, so, um, where where did you start comedy, Tammy? How long ago? I started comedy soon after I moved to Texas, actually. Okay. So it's been almost four and a half years. Okay. Um, it was kind of kind of random. Like I said earlier, like as a kid, I remember watching. Well, I didn't say this part earlier, but as a kid, I remember watching Eddie Murphy's Raw. Okay. Like you know, at an age in which you should not be watching such a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like loved it. I fell instantly in love. I was like, someone just stands there and says funny things, and people laugh. Like, right. what does that even mean? Um. But I was always, like, very shy. I, I mean, I, I still consider myself shy now. But as a kid, I was super shy. So no part of me ever thought I would be a comic. Like, not even for a second. I'm not, yeah. I was not one of those kids that was, like, someday I'm going to grow up and be a comic. Um, but then I got into teaching, and I ended up doing a lot of training and professional development. So I would always intentionally infuse humor, but sure. more as a way just not to torture people. It wasn't like I'm telling a joke and I'm trying to be funny as much as I'm just going to, like, you know, try to lighten the mood kind of thing. Yeah. So I knew that I could do that, but again, I never thought about it. And then after I moved to Texas and I decided to make a career change and I was kind of in this, like, I moved to Texas. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a job. I was like, you know, upturning my life and looking for something new. And then I was like, all of a sudden I really missed being creative. And I kind of took for granted that my previous career I was so creative in. And then it like literally just one day it hit me and I was like, I want to try stand up comedy. And I know it sounds so weird, but I swear it was if something just like fell from the sky and hit me in the head. I'm like, yeah. try comedy. <laughs> wow. So I Googled it and it turned out that um, LOL had an open mic on Tuesdays. And it was like two weeks from that day was my birthday and that open mic. So I decided that was a sign that that's what I was supposed to that do was, was to go to this mic on my birthday. So then I Googled like, how do you write a set? And so for two weeks, I like worked on my, you know, four minutes. 
I had it all memorized and I showed up and it was the first time I'd ever been to a comedy open mic. And back then they let a lot more people sign up. So I was like toward the end of the list that went on for like four hours. You know, you're like half asleep by the time I got up there. Um, And when I went up there, I think I just sort of thought I would do it and be done with it. It was not like this is the beginning of my comedy career moment. Um, But I got up there and I got like some laughs and I was like, literally instantly hooked <laughs> yeah you get that you get that you know dopamine hit like a know. drug or something oh. right and i was like when's the next open mic and then i went to one on thursday um like jokesters it's, it's out of business now but they used to have an open mic on thursday okay. so then i went to that and i remember jokesters i used to work yeah. there i was literally like sucked in from that moment on yeah but i think i for like six months i didn't tell anyone that i was doing it sure like i just kind of went to the, you know the things by myself and um then when i had my first show I actually told some people because I wanted people to come. It was kind of one of those bringer-ish shows. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they would let you on, but they were encouraging you to bring people. Um, and we each had like 10 spots, you know, like the ones where you sign up and you have to put the comic's name so you get credit, where mine sold out right away. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But I felt real cool that I had 10 people <laughs> sign up to come see me. Um, I have 10 people I know. Yeah. <laughs> scraped up these 10 people. Um but yeah, no, but like literally from that night on, I've loved it. Like I've been, I totally love it. Yeah, got hooked. And a lot of it's like getting over myself, like I said, as far as, you know, not wanting to be delusional, not wanting to feel like an imposter. Um, and it seems so like unrealistic to have big dreams because it's so unlikely. Yeah. You know, so it's hard for me to be like, I want this or that just because I feel like it's, you know, like I said, unrealistic. So really I'm just like, I absolutely love it. It's my very favorite thing to do. I want to keep doing as, you know, many shows as I can because it's fun. Yeah. And I want to continue to get better. And, you know, if something ever comes from it, great. And if, you know, it stays like this and continues, then I'll be happy with that too. Right. Yeah, you got a career. You got other stuff going on. But if you can do it, that's... uh, yeah, and four and a half. If you're if you're still doing it four and a half years later, you're stuck. That's oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I don't I don't see ending any. Yeah, no. Yeah, I have no desire to not do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, how much do you, do you uh, would you? Because I know you have a, like a day job. I don't know what you do. I don't think I know what you. do. I do. I, I work from home, yeah, and my right. and that allows me to be pretty flexible, so, which is great for comedy. The uh, would would you ever like if you could make the leap to comedy full-time would you i would if if it made sense yeah um but like i said now because i can have a job with the salary and benefits and health insurance and do comedy doing the both is okay sure but if if like you know a big giant door opened that would replace all of that yeah i would open it and run right through (laughs) yeah well i can tell you there's no comedy door that includes insurance so uh (laughs) <laughs> I can tell you that for goddamn sure. Yeah. So. But, you know, I mean, at least being able to, like, pay for yourself if you get sick or whatever. Like, I, I don't want to be one of those comics that, you know, lives in their car and has three roommates in the backseat. Like, that's oh just my not. God. Yeah. I'm not at a place in my life that I, I'm not that hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I know comics that have been literally living in their car, like, having it a home for 10, 13 years and just mm-hmm. just on the road, on the road, on the road, on the road. And I'm like, man, I 
applaud you for your dedication to chasing your dream. But also, um, I want a life where I have at least a closet um, yeah. that isn't my trunk. Uh, <laughs> that isn't also where I keep my spare tire, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like the traveling part of it. I love, I love road trips. Sure. I love traveling. So if, if my schedule got to where I was on the road a lot, that part I'm okay with, but I still want to, like you said, have a closet to come home to. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It just was, it's, you know, I mean, I, there was one guy I did a show with years ago. And it was, uh, this was a long time ago, but you know, I was, when I first started really getting on the road and getting bookings, uh, from like, you know, people calling me, asking me to do shows instead of me trying to scrounge something up, you know? And Uh I, I featured for this guy and after the show, it's like 1130 at night, we're standing in the middle of this middle to small-ish town he's pounding like a 24 ounce red bull smoking a camel (laughs) wide um talking about you know in some rental car because his car just got beat repossessed because of his bitch ass ex-wife and the child support and just he's so mad and just yelling like not even looking me in the eyes just yelling at nothing i'm just there i'm a passive participant in this exchange you know i could leave and it would have been the same thing you're just yelling (laughs) at this river we were by and i just remember sitting there thinking being like i never want to become this guy like this Mm -hmm. is not like i want to do comedy i want to do comedy on the road but i have to do everything in my power to never become (laughs) this version of a road comic because this is terrible yeah yeah that's not for me so how long have you been doing it full-time like Uh, as your job Full time, like seven, eight years now, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then been doing it for about 15 total. So when you made the leap, because I've I've seen a lot of people like on, not a lot, but like handful of people on Facebook that are kind of like, I'm just going to quit my job and go for it. Yeah. And they kind of hope it works out. Were you one of those or were you already like busy enough? That you, knew you, could, you know what I mean? Like, what was your situation? Yeah, so it was it was uh, a little of both, actually. So, like, um, I definitely was at a point where comedy was sustainable as a living. Um, but I still had this sales job that I was working for a while um, while I was doing comedy. And I really only kept it because I they let me write my own schedule. So I could Uh just, if I was in town, I could pick up shifts or like go work on Memorial Day and make a shit ton of money. And like, they also gave me insurance still. And I I mean, I hadn't Uh worked full time for them in years. And finally they, you know, uh, so it was like, I was making enough money in comedy where I'm like, okay, I'm like, I need to just quit this job. Finally, when they said, we're not gonna pay your insurance anymore is when I quit. That's when, oh, I t- okay. yeah, that's the only reason I was still there because they were paying for my health insurance. When they're like, well, yeah, you haven't worked full time in like four years. We're going to have to cancel your health insurance. I'm like, okay, uh, this is also my two weeks notice. <laughs> so, and since I write my own schedule, I probably won't be here for the next two weeks. Um, so- now, did you find, did you lose the love of comedy to, comedy at all when you relied on it solely for an income? Because I know that happens with some artists where they like love doing something artistic. Yeah. But then when it's like their livelihood, it feels stressful. 
Uh, or was it just like, oh, I'm actually living my dream now, so it's great? <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good, interesting question. I, you know, I think it'd been a part of my livelihood for so long because, I mean, I had done, I, because really before I started doing stand-up comedy a lot, I was getting paid for doing comedy writing. So I was like, mm. I was involved in comedy and, you know, as a job for a long time, even before I was doing like, I was doing some stand-up comedy, but not a ton. And then I started doing it more. And then eventually that just was, you know, more of a, where the money was. And I'm an easily bought whore, so I will go where the money is. Uh, so, um, so like, I think I was already kind of like in me to be like, this is part of what I, I had been doing, making income doing comedy in some form or fashion for, you know, 15 years 16 years at that point you know so it's like mm -hmm. just kind of uh an easy transition for me gotcha that makes sense yeah yeah but it was uh yeah it was an odd trajectory for me because yeah i didn't like i started in stand-up but then i didn't really do a lot of stand-up for a while and i did mostly comedy writing for i was doing sh writing on shows and writing on um doing comedy writing for like websites and stuff and mm. then um, yeah, and then eventually got back into doing stand-up, and then that took off, and yeah. Now I'm in this warehouse in this weird place in Texas, and <laughs> yeah, so things are going quite well. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, yeah, so it's been a weird, it's been a weird career, but it's, it's worked, and, uh, I could, I could never, the, the, the big problem is, like, I could never see myself going back to, like, a job. And uh -huh. if this all fell apart, I would be the guy on the corner. I'd be homeless. And I'd be at it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how I'm feral. Like I've been yes. in the wild <laughs> for too long. There's no, there's no getting me back to baseline where I get up and, you know, work a nine to five. And like I wake up around seven, seven thirty AM. I don't set an alarm just when I wake up. Um, uh -huh. I've, put in plenty of work at home on comedy adjacent things I'm doing between all the productions. It's so, like, I work a full day, but good luck trying to get me to do something I don't give a shit about, you know? I can appreciate that. I mean, even now I've, I've had a job where I work from home for a year and a half and it's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Like nothing's better suited for my personality than yeah. getting to work from home. So I feel the same way about that. Like I, I can't imagine having a job that I actually had to like go somewhere for. Right. Yeah. That would like torture me to no end. <laughs> <laughs> I had to deal with people every day. Was you, was yours transitioned because of COVID or was it just? No, it it's just the department I work for is fully remote because we have okay. people around the country. So it just always was that way. Um, we do have a headquarters where there are people that go into an office, but thankfully mine is just that way. So it would never not be that yeah, way. That's nice. Yeah. And then we'll just add a home. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, I think somebody once told me, you know, and I really early on, someone told me that like, when you start doing comedy, your tolerance for bullshit goes down. Like you already, if you're doing comedy, you probably have a low tolerance for bullshit already, but like, <laughs> you're even more it goes down when you're doing comedy regularly the more you do it the more it goes down and I think that's very true I found because like in my day-to-day -day life of things and like you know it's like I think when I still had a job and it was this I was working at this furniture company selling furniture and like the people would be like 
my end table is three days late. I have a cocktail party this weekend. I'm like, who fucking cares? It's a fucking party. A cocktail table isn't going to make like I couldn't I couldn't muster up a iota yeah. of giving a shit about that. You know, and there's people who are very good at being like, oh, you know, talking them down and finding that you mm-hmm. still, like I just don't I just don't care. Don't have it in me. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Um, <laughs> We're living the dream. Like uh, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Living here, so. Um, well, uh, but you stay pretty busy with the producing shows too. Oh yeah, that takes up a large chunk of my day. I mean, I, I've uh, uh, we've got like about forty rooms in eighteen states now. So, oh wow! Yeah, so that, that's a lot of that's the the not as much fun part of my day where it's like fielding calls making sure comics are showing up and you know and i've got this for some reason i've got like nine venues that decided they all want to do the last thursday of the month show oh no (laughs) so which is like it's a nightmare because i'm trying to make sure that all these comics in all these different states are all at these venues and like Mm -hmm. and i'm usually doing a show that night too so it's like oh my god if this isn't it uh yeah (laughs) you just kind of hope and pray that these people don't fuck up but you uh you kind of I guess that's one that's one thing good about comedy though kind of good is that there's always somebody else in line right right yeah yeah oh for sure I mean yeah. obviously you want to get people that are like reliable and funny but yeah. if somebody can't show up for some reason there's like a hundred other people dying to take their place right yeah for sure yeah well it, you kind of I kind of found that like I like deputize people in areas where I'm like okay like I've got my friend who in California like I'm like you you'll meet her in August uh, when you go uh-huh. out there she's great I've known her for forever 15 years and uh she she hosts that show i do out there and i'm like you are me you make a decision like i trust you implicitly to make any decision Uh in the best interests of this show and me you know like you don't have to run shit by me you just fucking make a call and i'm sure it'll be great Uh that's nice so you know that's kind of that's kind of part of it but um well, let's uh, let's see. Oh, we're coming up on an hour here. Let's uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in just a second. Before we do, though, um, I like to ask some, my guests, uh, my first time guests, a couple rapid fire questions. They're just okay. kind of random questions. They don't really mean much, uh, but uh, you know, you put them all together, it just kind of starts to paint a picture of someone and you know what they think, <laughs> how they feel. So we're gonna we're gonna ask you these questions. Um, so first, if you could only have uh, one ice cream for the rest of your life, it can be any kind of ice cream, but now that's the only ice cream you can ever have for the rest of your life. What ice cream would it be? I'm going to go mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's it. I feel like I hear that one a lot. Mint chocolate chip. Uh, solid flavor. <laughs> solid, yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody said... What was it? Oh, uh, oh, cookies and cream yesterday. That was the one. That's another one I hear a lot. Cookies and yeah. cream. Yeah. Oh, mint chocolate chip. All right. Okay. Okay. Is there a particular brand you like? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too picky with that. Anything? Um, okay. Uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, heavens no, I don't sing. Oh, no, gosh. Never, I, would not, really? I would not torture people with not, that. No. Never been drunk enough to belt out a karaoke song? 
No, I have never tortured people like that. No. <laughs> I love watching it, but I've never performed it. If you were to, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say push it. <laughs> uh, a little salt and pepper? That's usually my walk-up song, so that's why I said that Okay, one. all right. Yeah. Good to know. There's, there's not a lot of words, you know. Yeah. You kind of say most of them. So push you it real get away good. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, if you were in a uh, doomsday slash zombie apocalypse scenario, how long do you think you would survive and what would be your key to survival? I think I'd survive a long time. Okay. Because I, uh, I would look at the dumbest people. That's a lot of and people. And I'd follow them around uh-huh. and I'd watch them get killed and I'd sneak by. Yeah, that's like most people. Because so. there would be the people that were like all ready to rumble, right? And they would like run up to the zombies and I would just run past them. Oh, <laughs> you're like just push them down. It's, uh, yeah, try. Let them battle it, and I, I escape. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you think you, you would you? He's like, are you good with a gun? Any type of weaponry? Can you hunt? Um, I can. I actually have a pretty good aim with a gun. Okay. I'm, I'm not really into hunting per se, but sure. like at a you know, uh, shooting range, I am pretty good. Yeah, you got so You have yeah. to hunt eventually if you want to survive those that zombie apocalypse. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, if you could pick one celebrity to be president, who would it be and why? I'm going to say Dave Chappelle. Okay. Good choice. Um, because I think he would be funny. Okay. And he would probably actually make good choices. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would actually kind of care. Oh, man. If nothing else. You know, he would want to keep his wealth, so he'd make some good financial decisions <laughs> for the country, right? He's not going to put yeah. us any further into debt because he doesn't <laughs> want to lose riches. Uh, Dave Chappelle, I feel like, is a controversial uh, uh, name these days, which I never imagined would happen. He's he's a genius, if you ask me, though. He's funny. I uh, wholeheartedly agree with you. I think he's arguably... 2024. uh, I want you to be the mayor of Spokane and Dave Chappelle to be the president of the United States. (laughs) I love this. Yeah, that's part of the new power couple. I'll campaign for both Uh, of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny how he suddenly became like this weird uh, bane to people's existence because he, he arguably is, in my opinion, the the greatest comedian of all time. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's certainly arguments for other people, but I think you can't have the conversation without Dave Chappelle's name in there. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I yeah, yeah, I agree. See, um, who? Well, let's. Uh, this isn't on the list here, but I'm going to ask you this since we're on the topic. Who are some of your? Uh, who are your top? We'll go top five comics out there, alive or dead. Um, I always say Eddie Murphy, even though he's kind of not really a comic anymore. But mm-hmm. he was my introduction to comedy, sure. and to this day, if I watch Raw or Delirious, I still laugh. If I think about it, I still laugh. So he's like, he's probably my number one as far as that goes. Is okay. like really remembering it and then obviously dave chappelle's on the list um i like sam morell okay yeah i saw him recently when he started his tour in austin nice. bill burr yeah bill burr is a fun one um i'm gonna toss in a girl okay and I'm gonna, are you uh, <laughs> doing that for equality or are you doing that because you're being honest no i'm being honest okay. but i'm gonna toss <laughs> I, I really like angela johnson Okay. But one of the reasons I like her, and this will sound a little more feminist-y than I am, but I feel like of the kind of famous female comics, mm-hmm. she's the one that really leads with being funny as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, trying to be sexy. Yeah, okay. 
And I like that. Yeah. Not that you can't be sexy, but like some of them, when you look at some of them, like their Instagram, it's like the boobs are hanging out. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, real kind of a sex sells approach instead right, of a right. funny sells approach. Yeah, I get that. 100%. So I like respect sense. that she actually leaves with being funny. Like I saw her when she was in um, San Antonio in December. And she's like funny, like amusing. Like I wasn't like rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah. But, you know, you kind of chuckle and she just has like a nice way about her, if that makes yeah. any sense. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw her live at the Improv in L.A. like, oh, my God, probably, I mean, I, I had to have been 16, 17 years ago, something like that, a long time ago. But, yeah, yeah, she was great back then. So, yeah, I guess that that uh, I do I do appreciate you saying that it does make sense, because, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times where uh, in you know, I get it, like I don't fault them for it because there it does sex does sell. You know, uh-huh. and there's it may not, you know, a lot of times it could be their agent or manager, whoever pushing that aspect of it, too, because they understand that it, you know, converts to clicks, which converts to ticket sales, etc. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Someone who's just funny for funny's sake. The, um, you know, I always like I, I'm, I'm not with any type of comedy, though, whether you're like a, even like a black comic or a fat comic or a gay comic, whatever you are, like, just be like, be funny first. You can still be that thing. And that can yes. be something you talk about. But like, if that's all you are, then, then you become kind of, it comes a little hollow. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. Yeah. I actually love when somebody is one of those things and they kind of don't even really talk about it. Sure. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, you went the whole time and you right. didn't say that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched uh, Taylor Tomlinson? Yes. I was actually going to say that she's another one I really like and, and sort of for similar reasons. Yeah. 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 Um, Cause again, she doesn't like, she's not hanging it out there. Yeah. She's very funny. Um, she's so funny. That girl. I mean, I've seen her live yeah. a couple times and she is fucking, I mean, when it comes to laugh per minute, uh, she might be one of the just off the charts. Yeah, yeah. And she, too, I think is very genuine. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, you know, more um, like kind of like self-deprecating or more like honest, I guess, about yeah. things not being perfect, but makes it funny. Right. As opposed to it just being, you know, let me talk about all the guys I, you know, yeah. F-U-C-K every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, I'm not I'm not in any way approved and I'm not against that. It's just sort of like when that's all it is. Sure. It's less funny to me but yeah no i really like her yeah. i've never seen her live though i went to but um oh she's great yeah she was in san antonio a couple of months ago i saw her. i know i yeah. missed it i think i ended up having a show whenever that was um i did because then someone actually ended up having an extra ticket for uh, it but i was able to go to that either i was like oh dang it bummer. yeah it was good uh it was good yeah i do like her um I've seen her in a, in a club atmosphere, though, and it was a lot better. Theater is just a weird, it's, it's, you know, it's just a weird energy. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a weird comedy snob where, like, I, I really want to see someone in a club. You know, I think it's just the best. It is the best. You know, there's no, I don't think there's any way around it. So, I don't know if I named five, but you know who I actually recently really started liking okay, yeah. is Matt Reif. Oh, is that that young dude from... Uh, yeah, kind of like now? the pretty boy boy. Yeah, he was yeah, on yeah. one of those... Um, comedy contest shows yeah but what i like about because because i again i like um like crowd work whatever you mm-hmm. want to I, I don't like the term crowd work as much because i feel like it has a negative connotation where yeah. it's just like hey where am i whatever at um but i like bantering and interacting with the crowd and he shows a lot of clips like that but i feel like he does it in a way that's like respectful where he's not just like 
picking on people to be mean. Yeah. Like a but he also makes it funny. Yeah. Um, so I like, as someone who enjoys doing that, I like respect the way that he does it. If yeah. That doesn't sound yeah, easy. He's, <laughs> he's been popping up on my Instagram a lot. I see a lot of him. So, uh, yeah. Where he's very like good natured and he like looks like he's having fun, you know, which, you know, I think a lot of times when people go to comedy shows, they're like trying to forget their woes or they're like, you know, they're there to have a good time. Yeah. So when the person is providing that as opposed to just like complaining the whole time or, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of an escapism that they need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, all right. Now, uh, how about if you uh, if you had a time machine and visit any time in history, when would it be and why? Ooh. Would I be able to change the course of time or just go back to look around? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, you can be the Terminator if you want to. Um, uh. You can. <laughs> if, yeah, you can. Uh, let's say you just have to observe. You can't change. You're just going. Okay, back can't change the thing. Oh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go like the 1920s. Okay. Just that whole roaring 20s thing, I think, would have been kind of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the right race for that time of year. Uh, you would, Hang out in the corner, <laughs> watch the little flapper girls shaking it, you know? Yeah. Plus so Art Deco, great architecture, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jazzy music, that might have been kind of fun. Okay, well, that's good, post-World War One, um, Or I guess just the Great War back then, they weren't. They didn't anticipate a second one. Uh, <laughs> they didn't call it that yet. Yeah, it would be real dark if they would have named it the World War One at the time. Like, no, we're definitely going to do more of these. Uh, yeah, totally that's a good point. Be, yeah, they didn't yeah. call it that yet. <laughs> uh, be weird. I always, I always wonder, like, uh, they, t you know, they talk about the Chinese dog meat festival. You know, have you heard about this? No. Oh yeah. So like in China, they have this dog meat festival every year, where they mm. and it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not just a clever name. Uh, and I'm always like, do you think they in China they call it the Chinese dog meat festival, or do you think they just call it the dog meat festival? Because I mean, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, I don't think they're like adding colloquialisms to the <laughs> labels to it. I think they're just aware of where what's what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing every year, you know. Um, so, but, uh, and I mean, you know, I love dogs, but also I get it. It's just, you know, it's a, why we put it, we put a weird thing on, uh, like, animals we're willing to kill and not kill, like, the cuter they are, uh -huh. you know. Um, I mean, I don't remember who, some comedian was talking about how if you had, you know, we go to, like, a grocery store and there's, like, a, you know, uh, a head of a fish, you know, in, a, in, a, in ice, no problem. But if there's like a head of a cow, people would right. freak out. But we'll still eat that cow. That's true. You know, I don't know. Um, speaking of uh, killing animals, uh, yes. If, <laughs> if you had to kill uh, an endangered animal, which one uh -huh. would it be and why? You had to kill one, take them out, gone, all of them forever. Is there any snake that's endangered? If so, I pick that. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's a good loophole. I like that loophole. Yeah, snakes uh, are creepy. Snakes. I'm going with whatever endangered snake there is. I pick that one. I don't know which one there is, but I'm assuming there's one out there. There's got to be. There yeah. should be anyway. Yeah, there should all be. Those fucking things are terrible. Uh, 
Okay, and then uh, and for the last one, I, I uh, turn around and uh, give the guests an opportunity to ask me one question, or I, which I will tell you I'll answer honestly, but I could lie. Oh, just like a random question yeah, like those? Any, anything you want. Um, if you could work with one comic, who would you pick? Uh, super easy. Norm MacDonald. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he <laughs> was my favorite. Um, and I was actually supposed to open for him at a club. And then COVID happened. The show, got, it was like the weekend that COVID started and they locked everything down. And the show uh -huh. never got rescheduled. I never got to work with him. And then he died. Aww. Yeah, super <laughs> bummer, actually. Way to end on a bummer note, Danny. <laughs> I'm gonna go kill myself now. What, uh, what a no, wonderful question! You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, but he would have been the guy. The Norm was my favorite. He yeah, was, he, he was solid. So, yeah. um, he, uh, I tell people this a lot, but he, I attribute this to him. One of the first times I remember, um, like really, like a joke clicking and sticking with me, and it was a joke he when he was doing Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. He had this. Uh, line where he's like uh, top 10 worst jobs in America just came in list of top 10 worst jobs uh, number uh, two worst job in America crack whore uh, <laughs> number one worst job in America assistant crack whore uh, <laughs> and I, I just even at that whatever age I was then for you know 10 or something I just remember that sticking awesome. with me so well uh, and mm -hmm. I you know loved him it's a good one yeah oh, very him so um, may, he, may he rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Sad, sad day, but uh, you know, he's still, we still got his material. So, um, yeah. all right. Well, Tammy, tell everyone where people can uh, find you, follow you, uh, any shows coming up or things you want them to come see. If you want to follow you on Instagram, something like that, let them know. I'm on all the socials at Tammy Bernal Comedy. I have a list of shows coming up, but depending on when you're listening to this, they may or may not pass. So just check out the social media and this will be you can out next find Wednesday. a list there. <laughs> this will be out on the 7th. So anything after that. I guess we'll be at uh, in Buda, Texas. Uh, if you yes, want to see next Tammy Thursday. And I, yeah, you can see us uh, this Thursday at on the 8th at, in, uh, at Willie's Joint. So. Yes, this Sunday I'm actually uh, co-hosting and performing at a country music songwriting competition. Oh, which I'm kind of excited about because I actually love country music. Okay. I think getting to host sort of an awards competition show sounds kind of fun. <laughs> nice. That's good. Where's that at? I'm probably going to I think it's Bowie, Texas. Okay. B-O-W-I-E, but I could be pronouncing it wrong because there's a lot of those Texas places that look like one thing and it's really another. Yeah. Anything that, that Texas uh. spells with a B they uh spell incorrectly it turns out yes. uh you know I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if that's how you say it but that's where it is it's yeah. like north north of dallas okay yeah yeah so but I, I think that'll be kind of fun it'll be something new all right that sounds fun yeah. sounds fun all right well guys uh check tammy out follow her uh check out a show come to willie's joint and you can see both of us also uh more shows coming up uh that i'm doing that tammy's on because she's great so if I can get her on a show, uh, we do. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for that. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is it for the show this week. We appreciate you listening. Again, make sure and follow Tammy. Come out to a 
show. Uh, go to DeeseComedy.com, check out everything going on uh, across the network, across the live dates. Um, check out the calendar. I'm going to be all over uh, coming up soon, especially fall, fall dates, uh, fall tour kicking in in August, and it's busy. So get tickets now. I'm going to be everywhere. Uh, that's it. Okay, guys, uh, for the social hour and for Tim Bernal, I've been Deese. Thank you very much, guys, and we will see you all next week.